Welcome back to What the HR Podcast. I'm Jesse Novi, an HR business partner with CH Robinson. And I'm Mike Tool, HR technology consultant with SAP Success Factors. In today's episode, we're talking all things PTO. We're joined by co-founders and co-CEOs of PTO Genius, Adam Gordon and Ulysses Orozco. PTO Genius is a technology solution that makes it easy for employees to convert extra PTO. They can use it to fund vacations, pay down student loans, contribute to their retirement, or if they need to cover emergency expenses. Do us a favor. If you like the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating. We sincerely appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. All right, Ulysses, Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it. So I think this is the first time we've had, well, I okay, no, second time we've had more than one person. So um, sometimes you talk over each other, you know, no big deal there, obviously. Um, it's a live podcast and those things happen, but you know, before we get into talking PTO in general, I do want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about how you came up with PTO Genius. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting concept. It looks like a really cool tool. And I want the audience to understand how you arrived at it and, and maybe tell us a little bit more about your background. And to make it easier, why don't we start with um, Ulysses? So, you know, I've been in uh, technology for about 20 years now. Uh, specifically human resources technology for about 10 years, where I, uh, I previously had a, uh, a uh, uh, software platform where we sold into large companies and kind of helped them set up 529 plans you know, for their employees, which are college savings plans. And um, the, you know, the idea of PTO was just kind of bubbling up in the back of my mind and you know, how, the, the liability component of it. And you know, connected with Adam and that just kind of became the next thing that, uh, you know, that I wanted to work on. Great. How about you, Adam? What's your background? Yeah, sure. So slightly different than, uh, than Yuli's. Um, I also have been in the entrepreneurial space for about 15 years. I was in the private equity space for a while, uh, and then decided I wanted to get out there and really try to find a way to help people and create jobs. And I originally started out in a completely different industry. I was in the food and beverage industry and we brought a natural sweetener to the United States called Stevia before it got approved by the FDA and really tried to focus on helping bring a natural alternative to the marketplace to help reduce sugar content or replace artificial sweeteners. Uh, we're fortunate to have some success there. Uh, Yuli and I connected in, in the professional world and as he mentioned, we started to really notice that it was really nice to be able to catch your breath and have some time off. And all of the good things that come with that, letting your mind relax and you start to think about things differently. And then we said to ourselves, you know, why don't more people do this and have this concept of taking a, a mental break, whether it's for two days or, or two weeks? And we started looking into it out of curiosity and really learned that it's a big problem in this country, that not a lot of people are taking time off. And there's certainly some reasons for that. And we said, well, there must be a, a solution for that or a way to be able to help people take time off. And we started looking and digging and didn't really see anything else out there. And that led us to starting to take over the entrepreneurial mindset and say, well, how can we try to help people do this? And that really is what led to the idea of the creation of this 
uh, company and the mission that we have in trying to help people really reimagine what they can do with their paid time off. Sure. Found a gap and now you guys are filling it. So let's talk about PTO in general. Uh, we can talk more about what PTO Genius does kind of throughout, but you know, from an educational purpose, when we look at PTO, it has been something that people talk about all the time. And it feels to me sometimes like companies are trying to figure out what's the best policy to, or what's the best approach financially for, for a company and, and not necessarily what's best for the employee, not all companies, but you know, that does come into sure. consideration. So uh, since you guys kind of live and breathe it every day now, what, um, what are you seeing with PTO? I know I, I read um, an article that uh, you guys mentioned that PTO is broken today. Like, what did you mean by that and, and expand on how it can be fixed? Uh, sure. Um, so, you know, what, what we found kind of talking to a lot of business owners is that we've really lost sight of what PTO means in the first place, right? Once upon a time, it meant, you know, per, uh, it meant uh, uh, paid time off, right? And actually getting away from work. And, you know, as technology has advanced, as it's a lot easier to, to you know, get a hold of us with email and, and, and social and, and just all sorts of different ways that we can get, you know, messages to us, it's, it's turned into pretend time off where, you know, we're, we're going on quote unquote vacation, but we've got our phones with us and we're getting dinged and we're being pulled into last minute quick huddles because we, so the, the concept of getting away has, has, has really kind of disappeared. Right. And, and we're starting to see what that means now, right. With, uh, lots of companies now saying, gosh, what do I do now that, that, that COVID is making people not, you know, uh, not request any PTO, you know, PTO requests are down by more than half, you know, most companies. So it's because we have forgotten that it means getting away from work, right? It, it doesn't necessarily mean going on a fancy vacation. It means recharging, getting away, spending time with, with our loved ones and, you know, spending our times with, on, on, on the things that kind of, uh, you know, make us feel better. Right. So on that note, um, in looking at PTO genius specifically, you guys are giving people the option to use PTO in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. When you talk about the uh, you know well-being of people and stuff, I mean, you guys aren't necessarily solely advocating that people just use their PTO. You want to give them flexibility and options if they choose that maybe they don't want to take time mm -hmm. off and, and get away completely, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're looking to personalize what PTO means to someone to kind of put the benefit back in the employee benefit, right? Um, so that you can benefit from it, whether, you know, you're, you're like, gosh, well, I just really need to get away from just one week. That's really all I need. And maybe the next week or, you know, the second week that you have within your company, then you can just cash that out and pay down some student loans or, you know, put, you know, put it into your kid's college savings or fund your retirement. You know, whatever it is that, that, that speaks to you, we're trying to power that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily have a question, but more of just a, a, a comment or a statement, you know, Ulysses, as you were talking through 
just how overworked kind of we are in the United States and how organizations don't necessarily respect um, employees' PTO, if you will. It also makes me think about a conversation that I ironically was having just about two hours ago with a colleague, specifically around how companies tend to uh, bucket PTO with sick time. And so, you know, as an employee, I specifically can speak to this, that if I'm really sick, I'm hesitant to take my PTO because if I'm like, I only have, you know, three to four weeks of PTO, I don't want to spend two or three of those laying in my bed. You know, I want to save them for a vacation that I have coming up this summer or a vacation that I might have coming up this winter or to take time off between, you know, Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. For example, so I was just kind of curious on that point, how frequently you guys see that and just a- any topics given that this is kind of your area of expertise when companies go the route of of bucketing uh, sick time with pe- with kind of vacation time, if you will, versus separating them. Sure. Um, do you want me to speak to that, Adam, or did you want to? Sure. No, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we, we've seen that. And frankly, um, we've seen it more than, than what we would probably like. And, and that's simply because, sure, it kind of simplifies the world a little bit. And look, I get it. Um, there's a lot of things that need to be done in, in, in uh, human resources, a lot of benefits we have to worry about. But it ends up really creating a bad situation you know, for the employee. And a lot of the tweaks and modifications and features that we've been adding to PTO policies over the years have been very kind of company side serving, right? They haven't been the type of features that um, kind of uh, give people, you know, the ability to do more with their pay time off or or even um, features that make them want to take or feel that they can take more time off, right? And now, you know, you know, just like you said, when you bucket it into into one big thing, sure that facilitates things for you. But how how what kind of message are you sending, you know, to the employee uh, when you're complicating things for them, right? And and how does that bubble up to your company culture, mm-hmm. right? And and you know we're kind of going through a time right now where what the way that we um, the way that we empower you know, the employee, the way that we show them that we're there for them during difficult times is going to mean a, a heck of a lot, you know, mm-hmm. down the road. This is a time that, you know, we can really, you know, build the equity there with them. Yeah. You know, to that, to that point, um, you know, a, a SHRM survey just came out that said 57% of employees right now are, concerned about their jobs or would like to leave, but are scared to do so for fear of not finding one. So to that point, it's really about, you know, what can we do to help our employees really feel good right now, whether that means giving an extra day or doing something to help them feel empowered or engaged and connected makes a world of difference to someone right now. So every little bit that we can do will certainly make a big impact. Yeah. Well, and also too, you think about the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic that just doesn't feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel um, right now. And, you know, now more than ever, as we're nearing fall and winter, which tends to be a season where we tend to be become more sick, that it's going to be more critical than ever for employees to be really conscious of 
you know, hey, I'm kind of feeling under the weather or I've got kids that are under the weather. You know, I, I need to take time off to not only keep myself and my family safe, but also my colleagues safe, especially for those individuals who might be required to be in an office or, you know, uh, they aren't able to work from home. So I, I could not agree with that more. So uh, I'd say, I don't know how long ago, long ago it was when unlimited PTO kind of took off, but um, one of the things that you hear a lot is, you know, we do unlimited and actually people take less. And w- tell me your guys' thoughts, opinions, research, whatever you have on unlimited PTO. What have you found with it? And then I'd love to hear your guys' opinions on it as well. Like what you would recommend to somebody that you're sitting in front of about doing unlimited PTO. Sure. Well, and to, to your point, Mike, in 2015 is when unlimited PTO started to gain some popularity. And, you know, from our perspective, and Yuli, feel free to add some color here, but, you know, unlimited PTO really had good intentions. Um, there is also a, a dark side to unlimited PTO that is starting to surface itself. Um, you know, one of those is uh, negative management and leader perceptions. So, you know, if a leader takes few PTO days, employees might feel less inclined to take that time off. So if they don't, then they might feel the, I could get a poor review. Maybe there's a perceived lack of dedication on my side. Right. So it creates sort of the opposite effect. Um, you know, two others that come to mind are one, uh, expectations could not be clear. So, you know, if I'm a new employee and I'm not aware of how much time I can actually use, I may not take any. So a perk that was designed to create choice could easily backfire and cause burnout, right? Right. Um, And the third one that comes to mind is liability. So if if your manager maybe gives you leniency or is more flexible with you on taking time off, maybe mine is not or I can't get away as much, and heaven forbid I'm a minority, that could also expose that company potentially to to a lawsuit. So Mm -hmm. I think there were good intentions behind a limited PTO. Uh, but there certainly have been some cracks in it, and that's probably a reason why less than seven percent of employers utilize those kinds of policies today. Yeah, I also think that's what kind of started leading to this idea that you couldn't really take a full day either, as well. Like because you're not submitting something necessarily, or sometimes you are. Some companies track it, even though it's unlimited. But that feeling of this is a free day off, essentially, at least for me you feel like I still need to be accessible in in some way, shape or form. And I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I know that I do sometimes. Uh, Our company actually did a a full company kind of random holiday during COVID. And it was was amazing. It was the one time where you knew that there was zero people around the world working. And (laughs) it felt so good. It it was around the 4th of July. So I totally get... um, this idea that we need to take those days and, and we actually need to take them fully. Um, and I was just curious on kind of how that unlimited was, was playing into things and, and you answered it there. I don't know, Yuli, if you were going to add on to that before I jumped in. Uh, well, I mean, the, so it, it had good intentions and it, it can work, right? I mean, it's not that it's an evil thing. It's not. But the thing is, is that we, first of all, it's, it's improperly named, right? 
It's yeah. not, there is no such thing as unlimited PTO. I mean, if you go away for an unlimited amount of time, you're going to get fired. You know, that's just, <laughs> right. that's just the way Good that it point. works. You know? <laughs> so, you know, we should probably start to name it something else, right? Which is probably self-directed time off, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and that's, that's when it really works, right? It, it, it works best in an organization that has the culture that, uh, that, that, that allows management to trust the employee to self-manage their own paid time off, mm-hmm. right? For them to be able to get away and for them to be able to have whatever handoffs they need to have before they get away, uh, once they come back to ramp up in a way that is not stressful to them. So, it, you know, there's a certain level of like, of, 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 of uh, kind of diligence that has to be done and kind of framework that has to be set up on the company side in order to encourage that. And mm-hmm. when you have that, and that exists, you know, by the way, you know, we've seen that. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, right? But in most cases, companies don't, right? They, they just say, oh, we're going to do unlimited. And it's kind of like a wink towards, we really just don't want to take on the liability and don't really want to have to deal with the management of it. But you still have to report your hours and tell us where you're going and be available and all this other stuff. Right. Right? And in, in that case, it doesn't work. There, the trade-off of the not managing the time and of not having the PTO liability is not worth the legal liability, you know, like what Adam said. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also wonder, you know, for organizations that have a lot of tenure and, you know, most organizations base how much PTO you get uh, based on how long you've been with the organization. And so I think about organizations that transition to a unlimited plan, how that impacts morale, right or wrong, for employees that have a significant amount of tenure that's like, hey, this person just walked into this organization, you know, maybe we hired them out of college, or maybe they have you know, limited years of professional experience, or maybe they just have very limited experience within our industry or our area of expertise. And now they get to take as much PTO as I get to take. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily believe in, you know, just because you have less professional experience, you should have less PTO than your tenured colleagues. But I do believe that there probably is some mentality amongst those individuals that have been with an organization longer, who maybe feel Mm -hmm. like it's unfair and yeah. you know and how that impacts morale i worked 10 years to get two months off here <laughs> right hey right. on that on that note I, know, I don't know the answer to this maybe you guys do if you do transition to an unlimited policy and there are folks like jess was just mentioning that have accrued a certain amount do they have to pay that out or does that just get wiped away uh so it depends on the state right uh it, it depends on the state where your state laws are um uh, for example, California, you're going to have to cash that out. And even California, unlimited, you know, although it's very popular there, it can be a little hairy. It really has to be more of that self-directed that I mentioned, just to make sure that you don't run into any, any problems. Also, in California, you have to give 90 days in advance notice if you're, if you're making a change to PTO, right? So you'd really have to reference what your state laws are there. But sure. just from like a, you know, from a 40,000 foot, foot view, just commonsensical company morale thing, you know, if, if you can go about things the right way, you want to do that, right? So if you can cash them out, uh, that would be the ideal circumstance. If you can't cash them out, well, then maybe there's something else you can do 
to get creative, to make people feel like they're not losing something, right? The worst thing is for decisions to be made and that directly affect you and for you not to have a voice, Mm -hmm. right? No one likes that. So if you can't cash it out, have that conversation, you know? Yeah. Are you guys seeing anything creative with PTO out there? I mean, we talked about unlimited, right? That's not an actual thing. I love how you put that. <laughs> you just, if you just leave forever, you're not going to work there long. But um, outside of using like a PTO genius where I'm an employee now and I can actually take this PTO bucket and use it towards things that I want to use it towards. Are, are you seeing any other trends or new things within companies today? Yeah. One thing that we're starting to see is um, companies, companies are starting to, or there's a decreased amount of companies that have use it or lose it policies. You know, right now about 23% of companies have that. And we're seeing that continue to go south as more companies start to say, hey, we want to have an edge in the war on talent out there. But more importantly, we want to be able to have a culture that says, look, if for some reason you can't use those for whatever reason, take COVID for right now, we want you to be able to access those or a portion of those when the time is that you can. You know, you you worked, you earned them, and we want you to have the opportunity to be able to utilize them. So we're seeing flexibility of, of plans change with that respect. We're also uh, seeing companies, like just a client we were speaking to the other day, they're starting to adjust their PTO policies to accommodate more rollovers to make themselves, make it more flexible for employees and give the employees the opportunity to be able to utilize them for, to your point, whether it's for more sick days or personal days or whatever it might be to give that freedom to that, to that employee. Mm-hmm. In those circumstances, Adam, do you feel as though at some point it should be capped, you know, like they can't roll over hundreds upon hundreds of hours of PTO? <laughs> Well, if I had the hundreds and hundreds of hours, I might have a little more of that <laughs> in, my, in my thought. But fair enough, um, me too. Yeah, to a degree, just yeah. I, I, in my opinion, there there should be a cap to a, to a point. Um, you know, it's going to affect the company to some degree, both financially and also. Um, you also want to encourage people utilizing that, right? If you're able to just hoard those hours you can't take advantage of the purpose of what PTO is designed for. So mm-hmm. I think having an ability to be able to accrue some and carry some over is good to a degree, but too much of a good thing is never, never, uh, never great. Right. Yeah. The other nice thing too, about having rollover plans is, you know, I'm thinking I'm coming at this from a diversity and inclusion lens, you know, not everybody celebrates Christmas. I know all of us that do celebrate Christmas probably like to think everyone celebrates Christmas, but at the end of the day, that's not the case. And so when you have these use it or lose it plans, people tend to use all of this time at the end of the year. And then from a diversity perspective, it's impacting those employees that are like, well, I don't really have a reason to take vacation off right now. And now I'm, you know, having to take on additional responsibilities or the end of the year is really stressful for me because my colleagues are not around here to support this work. So, you know, when you have it roll over into the, into another calendar year, it allows you to spread out that time and not feel obligated to use it all in December. That's right. You know, HR is calling you saying, hey, you've got to take off by 1231. So it's a very, very good point is, um, you know, not everyone, we might all follow the same calendar with respect to the years and the days. But to your point, 
there might be personal reasons why some times of the year might be more meaningful or impactful to you with those days. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, some progressive companies are, are, are saying, let's do full rollover for a certain amount of time, right? So let's do it for, for three more months or, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, 60 more days or, you know, whatever it is, just to, you know, for that, you know, same exact reason. Some folks just get buried with work at the end of the year because of, you know, religious reasons and whatnot. And so they, they, they kind of give, you know, a little bit of extra time mm-hmm. sure. uh, and, and for you. So you have like a nice little bonus at the end of the year as well. Some progressive companies uh, have, have, you know, have allowed more time for you to roll it over. And then, you know, some other companies have actually done, you know, a creative little mix where, you know, they allow you to roll over, you know, let's say five days and then you can cash out two. Mm-hmm. So you have a nice little bonus at the end of the year, you know, some money that you can use for the holidays or, or, you know, just to pay down a credit card or something like that. Yeah. I really, I like that. With uh, mental wellness being such a hot topic right now. I mean, it always is, but especially with COVID everybody being you know stuck in their house and whatnot, is there any reason a company would look to do like a required time off? And I don't know, I don't know how they were governing that, but I'm just throwing that out there to see if companies are more like, Hey, you have to like, take it off, unplug. We don't want to hear from you. Like, is that a thing now? We're seeing that with some companies. I mean, there is a company we spoke to the other day that took it a step further and they said, you know, Hey, look on, on Friday afternoons right now in the summer, you're going to take off. And we're going to even change the passwords on your emails and your Slack and other messaging. So you don't even have the <laughs> urge to be able to go check and do anything with those. Uh, we've heard another company say, if you respond, we're not going to respond to you until Monday. So it's kind of forcing people. It's it, it, it's a compliment to be able to say, wow, we have this, this workforce that really is dedicated to their job and wants to even uh, you know do work-related things when they're supposed to be off. But to your point, Mike, there's also that balance of, well, you need to have that time off intentionally to be able to give yourself a rest and be present in other parts of your life. So mm-hmm. we're seeing companies get creative with, with finding ways to, to, if they have to, force people to take that time off, even if, it's for, even if it's for a few extra hours on a Friday afternoon, just to give them that little kick and that, uh, you know, that peace of mind. Yeah. I, it's probably a frontline manager issue as well in, in some aspects, right? Just training them that when your people want to take time off, encourage them to really take time off. Because even in the beginning of this uh, podcast, you had mentioned that it really depends on those unlimited policies, like who's your manager and how do they feel about you taking time off? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I would imagine that that's going to kind of lie on their shoulders and that's where HR can come in and train them on look like you have to take PTO seriously and, you know, not only give them their space, but encourage them to have that space yeah. for their well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of to shift gears here a little bit. And I mean, we'll talk on COVID here. You mentioned people are taking less. Is that a product of we're sitting at home and we feel like we're kind of on vacation a little bit all the time because we can walk out and do what we need to do during the day? Well, no, um, actually, you know, there's studies coming out showing that people are working more, you know, because now you don't have that commute back and forth. You get started a little earlier. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to just kind of get up and grab right. your coffee, sit down and get on your computer, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, that's not, you know, what I think the issue is. I think it boils down to, um, you know, people just not feeling like there is a reason to get away, which comes back to the how we've defined paid time off, right? We've defined it as I've got to stack up days so that I can take a vacation to the Maldives, you know, which is amazing. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's fantastic. And, you know, we encourage people to do that. But there's also alternative ways for us to just disconnect from work. Mm-hmm. And that's what it really comes down to, right? It's really just we're getting paid to work on ourselves, mm-hmm. right? To be with our families, to recharge, to de- decompress. Like, and, and, you know, that's a wonderful thing. You know, if I told you right now, hey, I'm going to pay you to chill, <laughs> just to relax. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Where do I sign up, right? right. So it, it, it's, you know, it's kind of beholden to us as the employer to kind of change the conversation around taking uh, around pay time off into, you know, back into that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. once we do that and people buy into that within the organization, it becomes a lot easier to encourage people to get away. Right. Well, and I also think that at the beginning of, of this, and I can speak from my personal experiences, I, I had no idea how long this was going to last, you know, and, and early on, Thinking about using my PTO to, you know, sit at home while my kid was running around the house and there was no place to go, nothing to do. I couldn't take her to a park. You know, mm. I nothing was open. It didn't seem it didn't seem like a, a, a fun or glamorous way to spend my, you know, to, to spend or to utilize my PTO. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that I, I believe, like I mentioned earlier, it's hard to know if there's a light at the end of the tunnel here. I think people might start shifting their mindset, as I know I, I am, about like, hey, I, I need to take some time off for my mental health, even though it doesn't require me getting on an airplane. And even though there isn't a lot of options right now to get away as a family, um, you know, whether it's like you said, Ulysses, just chilling out and catching mm-hmm. up on binging some Netflix or, you know, uh, maybe getting some house projects done and and things of that nature. So I think it is going to be interesting to watch people's mindsets shift, knowing that we're not really going to be getting back to any form of normalcy anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, and I'm sorry, um, Yuli, why don't you you finish that thought before I transition there? Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Okay. Well, and as I listen, Jess, to you saying that, you know, when I, when I first heard about PTO genius and what you guys are doing, it, it, it's kind of applicable to that scenario in my mind where you may not be in a scenario where you want to take PTO because you don't have something necessarily to do, but in COVID you may have, you know, a spouse or something that maybe is, is out of work because of this. And what I understand is, through the PTO Genius platform, that gives you that ability then to access that that PTO balance to use towards things that may be more important in that moment than chilling, as as you guys put it. And, and am I accurate in that, Yuli? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Um, we've uh, our technologies really facilitated the process of taking time and converting it into, converting it into cash, right? Uh, you know, facilitating it, you know, for the employee, for the company, there's none of this cumbersome paperwork um, so that they can put it to work and things that are more meaningful to them, you know, and, 
and you know the company can 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 uh, can tweak and modify the way that they want that to to work so that it's not something that causes any kind of a financial burden on them but you're allowing and giving the employee more flexibility and more freedom right what options do they have so just talking about i you know i have this chunk of pto balance like what what can i use it for if i'm using pto genius And, and just to that, Mike, to, to that point, you know, just so we're uh, clear, we promote the use of taking time off, right? That's what we're all about is helping people do that. But, mm-hmm. and that's part of our platform is and part of our value prop is we, you know, use data to help better spread out the use of PTO and service opportunities for people to be able to take time off that are what we say non-disruptive or company friendly. But to your point, if you can't take time off, for whatever reason, and you want to be able to do something with that time, that's where we give you the option to be able to cash it out to invest it into something that's uh, meaningful to you. So to answer your question directly, um, as you mentioned near the top of the conversation, you can put it into, you know, if you're new to the workforce, maybe you have a lot of student loan debt. And if you can't take that time off and it's going to go to waste, you can contribute towards paying down that student loan. Maybe you're someone that's building a family, you know, being able to cash out, a, you know, two or three extra days of PTO to put that into your children's 529 college savings plan gives that an opportunity for that money to grow over time, which can help pay off down the line. Um, or maybe you're, you know, in the golden years and you're thinking about retirement. If you can't take that time off, you can contribute it to your, to your retirement in a, in a, in a uh, pre-tax manner. And, and there's one other thing that you can do is so you know, not many, not a lot of people know this, but so 78% of full-time employees unfortunately live paycheck to paycheck. 41% of those could not afford a $2,000 emergency expense. Mm -hmm. So something happens in between pay cycles and you need access to cash. Your options today in this country are limited. You know, you can go to a payday loan, which we all know is a very tough call. You could ask your company for an advance, which not a lot of them do. And that can be a very uncomfortable conversation. Um, We all don't have the luxury of tapping into a family member or friend. So if you do need something, another option that we make available for someone is you can press a button and within seconds, be able to access a portion of your PTO to put it in your bank account to be able to take care of that emergency. If my son tripped and fell and shift his tooth or if my dishwasher broker does something happen unexpected just to be able to give some financial uh, peace of mind to reduce mm-hmm. that financial stress and distraction of that, of that employee. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. I mean, I like, I, I know that uh, I've had different phases in my life and those kinds of things were never options to me. And, and looking back, like it would have been great. I think about, I have three kids, seven and under taking a vacation for me is not necessarily a vacation. Right? Like it's, it costs me more money than, you know, than I want. It's more stressful. You come back and you're like, I need a vacation. So, um, I mean, it's, I, I just love that it gives employees flexibility to do what they want to do with it because, it's, it's just nothing that I've seen out there before. And I know that from personal experiences and just friends and family, like there's always those things that happen in life where like, and you don't want to go talk to maybe HR and have those conversations. And it, uh, it gives people that ability. What sort of, um, 
what feedback have you gotten on, on the platform since you guys have rolled it out? There's been a lot of, uh, some of the feedback we received is, wow, why didn't we ever think of that? Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's been, it's been great to hear positive feedback from different people in the industry, HR professionals, uh, you know, brokers, um, they seem to really connect with it and, and the flexibility that we have not to promote us, but it's just the opportunity to be able to, a company can mix and match with, with our features of what speaks to their culture. Um, you know, they like the ability that there's the financial element where it can take some liability off their books, uh, but more importantly, it can help promote the use of time off for whatever reason is meaningful to them. Um, you know, you can actually use your PTO to actually pay for your PTO if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's been great to be able to, uh, you know, to hear the, the positive response, uh, you know, from people inside the industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, these are the conversations when we do podcasts, we can go on forever. So I always like to take a pause, uh, kind of wind it down, but make sure that if there's, if there's anything else, Yuli and Adam, that you guys, we didn't talk about that. You're like, people need to hear this. Um, that's what I want to offer right now. You know, Jess, you mentioned something earlier that came to mind, which I thought was a really good point. And, and that is that, you know, we can all take time off, but there's also a responsibility that we have as, as uh, you know, employers or, or bosses or leaders to make sure that we can set up, up people so that when they're actually going to take time off, they can feel good about it, right? If you're in sales or you have a lot of projects on your, on your plate, when you leave to go take time off, you might either A, be thinking about those things or B, you know that when you come back to the office that next day or uh, when you come next to work after your vacation, you have a fear and anxiety of seeing 324 emails in your inbox. <laughs> so, you know, to, for a company to be able to help better prepare someone to be able to take that time off. So leading up to that vacation, preparing who's going to be uh, who the proper handoffs, making sure that someone maybe checks your inbox while you're away. Like how wonderful would it feel if you went on a two week vacation with your family and you came back to an inbox of zero that's impossible. And someone came to you and said, <laughs> and someone came to you and said, Hey, here's what's been going on while you've been away. And they passed the baton back to you. So it's, yeah. it's about trying to create an environment where someone can not only be, uh, take that time off, but also feel good about it and know that they can feel great coming back into the office. Because if you, if you see that big inbox, then all of a sudden it strips away all of the good that happened to you while you're away on vacation. So yeah. if you can, as a company, find a way to elongate the effects of that, you're going to see a lot of uh, positivity with that in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think, you know, we, I've talked to my colleagues too before about this. It's not only the stress before you take the vacation, it's like, oh my gosh, I have all this stuff that I have to get done. And you feel like you're working, you know, twice as many hours as you normally would just to make sure you know, you have all of your to-dos uh, and, you know, if you're a leader, maybe you've got people on your team that you're making sure are covered and stuff while you're out. And then to your point, you go on this vacation, which is supposed to be relaxing. And for the final days of your vacation, all you're dreading is going back to the, mm-hmm. you know, three to 400 emails that are sitting in your inbox. So there's always a joke, right? That you just delete all the emails upon your return and anything mm-hmm. that was really important, the person <laughs> will just hopefully follow back up with you again. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Life hack. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Life hack. 
Well, well this has been such a pleasure. Thanks to both of you. Yeah, we got, we really appreciate it. Uh, before we, we wrap, why don't you guys let everybody know uh, how they can get in touch with you guys on a you know, professional level and also with, with PTO Genius? Sure. They can come to our website, which is ptogenius.com. Uh, they can also send us an email, uh, info at ptogenius.com, and love to connect with you and uh, go from there. And you guys are on LinkedIn, I'm assuming, if people want to connect and follow you. Yeah, LinkedIn. You can search for uh, 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 Ulysses Orozco, uh, U-L-I-S-C-S-O-R-O-Z-C-O. Um, you can also come to uh, or go to uh, Adam P. Gordon at, uh, at LinkedIn as well. Sounds great. I'll add that to the show notes for our listeners. And guys, we appreciate it so much. Good luck with everything. Congrats on the success so far. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. You bet. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the HR. If you want to hear more episodes like this, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're listening through now. If you enjoyed the podcast, do us a favor and share with your network, your boss, or your CEO. Help us get this podcast in front of anyone who wants to know what HR looks like when done well. Also, if you have any questions for show topics or people you'd like us to interview, please email Mike and I at podcast at tcsherm.org. That's podcast at tcsherm.org. If you want to find out more about Twin City Sherm or our upcoming events, please visit our website at tcsherm.org. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And finally, if you're not already a member of Twin City Sherm, please use code WHATTHEHR at checkout to receive $20 off your membership. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.